0: what's up youtube i'm robert and this is the biker channel b1 today here we are i think this is episode 22 this one is being pulled together by the last like little little hair of of hope that i um so here we are today's episode what is it a couple of days before christmas So I figured it was a good time for us to talk about mountain biking wish lists or mountain bikers wish list or Christmas list, whatever you want to call it, whatever your non-denominational sect is that you make a list for, that's what this one's going to be about. So fortunately, we have pulled together a ragtag group of people being me and just one other person. And all of you that are here into in, in the live streamslash podcast. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make our way through this together. So I'm hoping all of you guys can have a little part of this as well as the rest uh, as, as well as the two of us that are on, we're gonna make this shit work. So one way or another, first thing, this is the biker bar. It is on every Sunday at 5 p.m. PST, hopefully. <laughs> I want to. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you to uh, a couple of guys. Who sent me some stickers. As long as you guys keep sending me stickers, we'll keep having this freaking part of the show at the very beginning. Got a little th- something here from a guy named Toogie Hauser. He's got a, uh, a YouTube channel out of the out of Canada. We won't hold too much against him on that. And I got a little BV. Did you see that in the in the welcome screen there? That's from Brian Vaughn. He's uh, back back east, uh, I think Minnesota, also a TASCO rep. So if you guys get a chance to swing by TASCO, check them out. Um, I appreciate the stickers, both of you guys. They will be definitely on the fridge for sure. Um, want to introduce today, and again, back by popular demand, it is Horns High Mountain Biking. Hey, Horns High, tell me a little bit about your channel, buddy. Hey, Rob, what's up, man? Thanks again for having me out. Hey, um, uh, yeah,
1: I am based out of Kansas City, and uh, been riding mountain bikes for a long time, and just kind of like make videos about just the fun parts of mountain biking, and just uh, I really need to rethink this. Every time you ask me tell me about your channel. I come up here and I just flop because I need to come up with a better idea of what
0: I'm no, doing. I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking I was doing a basket weaving channel, but somehow or another, that question just fucked me up. Exactly,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, just mountain bike videos, gear reviews, bike shops, all that good stuff,
0: man. Little, little snake charming, a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, a, a little bit of snake, snake, cha- snake wrangling. So, if you guys didn't get a chance last week to tune into the biker bar, I had Horns High on last week as well. And uh, we talked about him and his channel, but this week, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the things that we would love to see under the tree or uh, the things that are sitting on the Amazon wish list that haven't got the go ahead from the boss yet, you know? So, the first thing that I want to talk about. The number one thing that's on my list right now, I actually, I am i don't know if, hopefully I know the lady's not listening. So I saw one box come from Amazon and it had that sticker on it that says batteries. And I'm hoping like hell she got this and not something else that I had on there that has batteries that I don't really want that much. Um, <laughs> so- the dgi osmo i don't know if you've seen this dude mm-hmm. but that thing in my eyes is just sick so for those of you guys that don't know what the dgi osmo is first of all dgi is the company that does drones and they do a very good job of it so they have like the mavic and the mavic air and the dgi spark and i don't know whatever a bunch of shit they have like from size large to size small and they just in like invented, released, I don't know what you want to call it, this little handheld camera that has the gimbal built into it. And the size of this camera is like barely like, it's almost like not as big as your hand, but it has the gimbal in it, it shoots 4K. And honestly, I am just in love with this thing. The audio um, originally wasn't, wasn't the greatest and just from the people that they sent it to on YouTube, like the real YouTubers that have all the, the, the hundreds of thousands of uh, camera followers or mountain bike followers, they they sent them to them. And um, in that time they had some issues with the, with the audio focus and also with the audio. And before it even released to retail, they already like stepped up their game, rewrote some new firmware and fixed those issues. And to me, I just think this thing is so cool that you would be able to, like, for me, like, when I'm riding, I have, like, the, the GoPro and the gimbal on my chest, and sometimes I want to do some ride-bys, and sometimes, like, usually what I do on that is I'll carry, like, a, a Hero 5 session in my pocket on a little tiny tripod, but the audio sucks, and usually what I'll do is I'll just put that thing like like on the ground. We'll roll by it or something like that. And uh, that that that'll be that. But with this thing, it's like just so compact. The audio's great compared to like the session that I was talking about. And you'll just be able to like pull it out real quick, do like a do like a quick shot of of like a like a POV, not POV, like a, a like a what do you call it? a blog shot, like a vlog shot or like some ride buys and stuff like that. I just feel like it would be so simple to use. It's only like about 350 bucks. Have you seen this thing, Sean?
1: Yes, yeah, I have. And I'm familiar with that. That is that is an awesome, awesome thing to get. Um, I think you're right too. It, it, it allows you to, I, I do the same thing as you. I, I carry a little, uh, an extra
0: GoPro on a little tripod and I, I throw that in the pack and then- See, but I don't put it in the pack though. Like I, I like something that I can just carry in my pocket. Because, Uh, you know, like when you're riding with somebody else, like you don't want to be like, oh, hang on, let me take off my, my, my camelback, let me unzip it, let me pull this out. Like, like, it just feels like so much of a production to do that and to have something that that's that quality that's also stabilized, like right in my pocket that I could just pull out and be like, boom, that's the thing that makes me excited.
1: Yeah. And, and, and with one of those, you could, like you said, you could do that, that follow along kind of thing. So if one of your buddies is going off of a, going off of a jump, you could actually get good quality footage of, you know, running along, you know, kind of running along behind him and getting, getting that shot, yeah. or, you know, swinging it around. Whereas if you just have a, a GoPro and you try to wing it, it gets all. Yeah.
0: It you know, doesn't look that good. And, yeah. and I do carry a, a, a spare Evo SS in my, um in, in my, uh, Wow, I I just realized I fucked up my intro. I forgot to talk about a bunch of shit that I want to talk about. Anyways, sorry, sorry. I just sidetracked myself. That's what happens when you have ADD um, and and three beers before you start the biker bar. But uh, no, but like um, like like you were saying that that the fact that it has that gimbal on it, it even makes it just more all the more valuable. Because so many times I've taken what I thought was like a badass shot, just holding that session in the Mm -hmm. the tripod, and then I look at this footage and it and it looks like you know, it 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 looks like I'm like in a jeep on the Rubicon, freaking just bouncing all over the place. Right. I thought that was going to be awesome, but no, it's not, and the audio sucks. So this thing, I think, is a game changer.
1: I came back from a road trip uh, this summer, and I and I had probably shot. Oh, anywhere between, I think I would probably shot between 60 and 100 of these little just, you know, handheld, you know, GoPro shots of like going down the road when, the, when you know, when there's cool lighting and, and just trying to get some cool stuff. And, and when you're sitting there shooting it, you know, you're thinking to yourself, man, this is a fisheye lens, you know, how bad, how bad could I really screw this up, you know? And I came back and, and this summer, while I've been going through, going through all the uh, the footage, um, it was just one disappointing clip after another <laughs> <laughs> like literally i've not i've 65 clips so far that i've gone through and, and that are all of that kind of you know thinking that you got a good shot and you're all excited cuz you know you know you, there's that cool lighting and there's a cool background and you know there's a cool shadow going over here and you're like oh this is going to look cool and then you you get home and look at it and you're like no nope, this can't even this yeah, can't even go out
0: and like what i was going to say a minute ago I, I think i lost my train of thought by that whole freaking uh spiel that I went on, but uh, the other thing is like, I carry that extra Evo SS in my, my backpack. And at times I've put that on a, a little tripod too, but still it's the matter of like getting out, turn on the Evo, turn on the Hero, the, the, the GoPro, set up everything, but to have something that's just as good of quality, but in my pocket where I can just pull it out and then like push one power button and record, yeah. I honestly think that they already have a GoPro mount for it that you could actually mount it chest wise. The pan is not as as wide angle as a GoPro. So yeah. I, I think it'd be, I I would. I, I can't wait to get one or to, I'm hoping that that's what the box with the battery symbol on it is so yeah. that I can go out and try it and just see, even if it's a tight shot, like if it's a tight shot, man, that would even like still make me consider maybe getting rid of the gimbal and, and the GoPro. Just, if I had just one device and all I had to do is like turn the little screw a little bit to loosen up the mount, slide it out, do my V-log stuff, slide it back in. Like, it just seems like to me, it's an amazing camera. And I feel like this, I feel like they're on the brink of, they, 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 they want some of that GoPro market. And yeah. I think that there's they're gonna see how this handheld does they're going to see all the people say, man, I wish I had a wide wide angle and yeah. they're, they're going to Apple it up. And next year it's going to be, here it is. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think, think
1: of it like what I've always thought in my head would be really, really cool is <clears throat> instead of having the second camera and everything that you're dealing with, um, is be able to have a heavy duty, attachable slash detachable, you know, camera with your with your stabilization and everything on it. But you would carry in your pocket. You would carry a very short little handle, and the handle could could have fold out, fold in legs, so that if you needed to do like a vlog style kind of hold the camera in front of you, you got it. But then if you needed to do, you know, put it down as a tripod, you could do that. But you would just have the handle in your pocket, and when you when you, when you something was happening and you wanted to switch over, you'd pull that handle, click it into your camera, pop the camera off of your chest mount shoot your shot come back over here click it back in put the handle in your pocket and you're done. like you never have to wait for anything to turn on you never have to do yeah. anything it's just and plus it's on that, all of that footage is still on that that memory card so you're not chasing down two yeah. cameras
0: yeah. worth of footage multiple things i mean they, they they pretty much did that almost you know so i think yeah. i think that i'm I'm just really excited to hopefully get my hands on one of those. unfortunately, my my channel's not not big enough to uh, to get get on that. but you know, this is the thing that I forgot to talk about in the intro that plays into this is um, I am trying to get my patreon to two hundred and fifty um, to two hundred and fifty followers. And at that point, is when I can travel and at that point is when I can really start to um, be able to buy something like that like on a whim and be able to really showcase that up my game on the the videos and stuff like that. So if you guys are contemplating Patreon or you wanna spread some Christmas cheer or you don't like Christmas at all but you just wanna give money to some fat guy that's probably gonna drink it instead of actually buying the stuff that he's talking about, a good place to start is probably like patreon.bugger.com or just patreon and then search bugger b one ker and that would be a great place to start because i really honestly would love to see my channel get to 250 or or my patreon get to 250 so i can actually show up to um where you live in kansas maybe soon enough colorado or texas to see like no front breaks or get back east and see uh see Gene from Regular Guy Mountain Biking or Ride With Bobo. All of those things become a reality once I hit 250 Patreons. So even if it's a buck a month, guys, that gets me there. So please, honestly, consider it. Um, If you don't want to consider it because you feel like I'm just trying to milk some money out of you bitches, I get it. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button. Watch this video all the way to the end. And um, that'll make me just as happy. So I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, well I mean just to just to kind of back up what you're saying. I mean, think of think of how many hours you spend as a content creator. The the phone calls, the emails, the sitting there brainstorming ideas, the trying, you know, trying to make a video and realizing this just isn't going to happen. Like think of all the all the behind the scenes hours that you know that you that you put into the channel and you know, like how you know how rewarding that would be to be able to have a little bit of money to come back from from all that work, and be able to give you the you know give you access to to flying out and see another other place. Yeah, around. I mean,
0: I, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, honestly, what it really what that money really comes down to is more content. Like, yeah. like th- this this channel is not paying my bills. This channel is not paying my ex wife fucking child support. This channel is not. <laughs> This channel is not putting gas into my F-150 that identifies as a Prius. This channel is putting money into this channel. And and um, that's what you guys are investing in if you do that. And if you do that on anybody's channel, I mean,
1: yeah. I don't know. Maybe
0: some other people use the money for something else. But for me, everything that you guys are giving to me at this point, until I'm fucking YouTube famous, like Dylan Dolce or whoever the fuck that guy's name is. Naming, yeah. You know, like whoever my daughter keeps telling me about that I'm supposed to buy swag for uh, or from that, that, that guy's doing a lot better than me. I'm not doing that way. So anything, anything that I'm getting from the channel, whether you guys are swinging by like shop, ah, lost my hat, shop.biker.com, you pick up one of these freaking biker hats or some t-shirt that I have or something like that. All that's doing is giving me the opportunity to, to feed the fucking Prius to buy some camera gear to do whatever I can do to to try to make better content for you guys. But at the end of the day, dude, I appreciate it no matter what it is, even if it's a thumbs up on the video, even if it's uh, 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 hitting the subscribe button, which by the way, in the last month, we've had 330 um, new subscribers of Biker Channel. Thank all of you guys. If you guys are new, I really appreciate it, man. It's awesome to see the channel grow. That's awesome! Congrats, man. So, Sean, tell me what's on your list, brother. What, what are you looking at, man? When you wake up two days from now, what are you hoping is sitting under that tree?
1: You know, I've been looking at, um, I've been looking at the kind of on the, on the same the same thread as you're talking about. I've, I've been looking at the the DJ Mavic two or the Mavic Pro two, I think. And I'm I'm still looking into how much how much use I'll get at, out of that, and whether or not that's something that I could invest in. This but is uh, that's, time that's time definitely time on time. my wish list. I don't know if it's necessarily a Christmas wish list.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, really realistically what this podcast, what this live stream is about is just a wish list. Yeah. Because I, I think that's timeless. Whether it's Christmas or not, like at the end of the day, every one of us have a list of things that we're hoping to get, right? And I think that's what this is about. So you talking about the, um, the drone, I'll tell you this. I, for whatever reason, every once in a while, I get sucked into these other guys and all their camera gear and shit like that. And 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 I also just like, you know, I, I like fucking tweaking out on like, oh, I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna read all the stats. I'm gonna get all excited about something. And I started looking at a drone and that's whenever I got the error. And the reason I got the error was because it just finally came out with 4K. It's so small. The one that you were just talking about is a lot bigger. Yeah. That, that Mavic Air is so small, dude. Like, it fits in your Camelback. Like, it would fit in your, like, if you had a hip pack, it would fit in there. And you just had to, like, Velcro the fucking, the the controller to your, like, handlebars or in your, your, like, uh, bottle cage or something like that. But initially, I was, like, I think that thing was, like, a thousand bucks, maybe a little bit more than that. And... I, I bought it and I flew it around in my backyard with my buddy. And it was really fun. It was like having a, a remote control car, like when you were a kid, except for it went further than 20 feet before the wheels started going,
1: wait 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 wait
0: You know? And uh, I, I, I thought that I was really gonna use it. And then I didn't. And then I started feeling guilty for like a couple of weeks or a month, maybe it was even a month or two you guys have been following the channel, you know how long it's been. And uh, all of a sudden I was like, dude, I need to take this thing out. And and you you follow my channel, like in the last few weeks, I really started incorporating, or a few months, last month, I, I really started incorporating that drone footage. And oh my God, dude, it adds so much to your content.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, de- it definitely shows, I mean, it shows, well, I mean, when you when you realize that like ninety percent of the content on our videos is coming off of our chest in the gimbal, it sure does give people's eyes something else really cool to look at. You know, before we get into the ride or before we get into whatever we're doing, it's kind of it, it's really cool to kind of give them a bird's eye view of where you're going to be riding at or or where you're you know where this is going to be happening at.
0: I was never like a, a voiceover guy until. Um once I started using the drone, like you have to fill that, that in a little bit. And mm-hmm. once I started doing the voiceovers with the drone, it really made me be able to like craft my story a little better.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, um it looks nice. It looks real nice. So what else you got on? What, what else do you, what else do you, uh, you got anything else on your, on your list?
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. So the next thing that I want that I really want, and I'm not gonna tell you guys whether or not I bought this already because it's possible that I did. <laughs> uh, the next thing that I really want is I have never ridden flats on on a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. I rode flats when I, when I rode BMX. Um, I lost all the skin on my shin if you run your your finger down the like shin bone on the front of my leg, it feels like you like, like a, a like a geographical map or a (laughs) a topographical map of like the Rocky mountains. Like they are fucked up. But, um, I got this chameleon just recently. It's a hard tale, And I decided that I want to try and see what flats are all about. Cause there's like this religious thing going on, you know, flats or clips. And I figured, I really can't have a position in the argument unless I've tried both of them. So I bought the flats. But from what I've understood is if you get flats, you need shoes. And uh, lots of people talk about 510 as being like the shoe to get. But um, for those of you guys that are watching and not listening, I'm going to show you a little something here. I'm going to go flip over to my browser. That's not it. Um, that's not it at all. Let's go back to what I want to talk about. So there's this company here in Tahoe called Ride Concepts, and they have they're a brand new company, and they they make shoes that actually have some pretty damn cool designs on them. They're very like it doesn't seem like anybody else has designs that are as cool as like five tens, and these guys have definitely like jumped up the 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 style points like lot. Lock- like well-made shoes when I was at, um, interbike, these guys, like their booth was like just cracking. And I, I am, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I actually ordered a pair of them yesterday. Hopefully i don't get a pair from the lady, but, um, these things, they, from my understanding, and please don't quote me if I'm wrong. My buddy was telling me that these have like that same kind of like impact material in them as like the, uh, the knee pads and stuff. So like, but it's in the sole. Oh, so that's a good it's idea. Really hard, like it stiffens up. And um, I, I, like I said, I've never, never worn flats. So I'm hoping that that these things are just going to be amazing. And um, that's 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 my next thing. There is like get a pair of good shoes that that ride with flats. Do you ride flaps or flaps or clips?
1: Well um i i've gone back and forth between both i'm i'm 99 percent or probably 90 percent of the time i'm clipped in but i've gone back and forth um and i was i was kind of reconsidering uh incorporating some flat pedals in there as well if it's if it's a snowy winter that's usually when i switch back to, to flat pedals just so i don't have to deal with cleats and snow and ice and and uh yeah. the other
0: day I was doing a really muddy ride, and oh my god, the, the, the clips were definitely a pain in the ass. Yeah, there, there, there's a few things about clips that I definitely don't fucking enjoy. The biggest one is yeah, when you get them full of mud, which out here in California, that's that's not very often. If I was back in PA where I grew up, that would that would definitely be more of an issue. Yeah. But uh, the mud sucks or like snow if you get that packed in there, but um the thing that I think that just the, on, the only thing that really pisses me off about them is if you're trying to get back on the bike in a technical section, that mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, That just sucks. Like it, it, your, your foot is not placed, it's not solid. Like that is the one thing, hands down, that makes flats better than clips. Because yeah. like lots of people say, oh, I can't, oh, I'm worried about getting my foot out. I'll tell you this, dude, I've been riding clips long enough Taking my foot off the pedal is no different than taking my foot off the pedal on a flat. like honestly, it's so ingrained in my brain.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to hear someone else say that because I think the same thing. like like there may be, there may be some random little situation where maybe a flat pedal might be better, but I'm with you like I've never, I've never had you know, like coming off the pedal it just my foot just comes off. Yeah. And, and I notice even when I ride flat pedals, I still take my foot off the same way. I just kind yeah. of lead with my heel, yeah, hook it out. But another one argument that I that I would make uh, for for platform pedals is when you do crash, like if you're doing if it's like a straight line crash and you're kind of going over the bars, or you're like you realize it's it's kind of an over the bars kind of a situation. It is nice on flat pedals, like you can kind of kick the bike out to the side and it'll actually go. Whereas when you're clipped in, I've noticed that when I'm clipped in the, for some reason, the bike has a tendency to roll over on top of me. And then you get the, you get the saddle to the back of the head, you know, Ooh, um, I done that and yet. then if you're, if you're, if you're down, if you're down in the dirt with your uh, face next to a rock and that bike comes on top of your head. But like I said, that's, that's a, that's a goofy thing that I've noticed. I have very little data to go on, but I know that I can, I can ditch I can ditch a bike with flat pedals quicker. Than I can with with
0: clips. I I think something like like coming off of your clips and like doing a, a OTB like a straddle kind of hop over your handlebars. Mm-hmm. It's definitely easier in the moment on flats. I mean I've okay. done it on clips, but there's been a few times where that maybe didn't happen. You know what I mean? Where where or maybe it would have been a little more graceful if it wasn't that if if I was on flats. But um, for the most part the biggest thing for me is that like getting started in a shitty situation like yeah. that, that that's cuz to me like the let, let, let's go ahead let let's, let's talk the religion right so for me the main reason that i use clips is when i'm going through chunky shit like chatter where your bike's just like bah, 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 yeah. like that like i know without a doubt my i'm hooked up Yeah. Even in my BMX days, dude, there was days where I hit like a tabletop kind of jump that jumped over a street and land on the other side. Every once in a while, you'd lose a pedal and you'd be going through the air with one foot off and it may may look cool, like you're trying to do that, but that's actually not what you're trying to do because you land with all your balls and your one foot and then like, that's that, you know? So that's the other thing where it's like, you know, you're in the air, like you know that thing is, is attached. And maybe maybe as you get better with flats you know that doesn't happen all i'm judging that on is i rode bmx for years and we jumped every fucking thing and i still lost a pedal here and there and the amount of times i lose a pedal on clips next never you know
1: yeah, yeah I, I agree when, when you get into that really that high speed battery kind of stuff that um uh that we encounter quite a, quite often it is nice just being dialed in on the bike yeah, and just being able to, you know, just be, so, just be a little bit more connected to the bike.
0: So but, which flats, which flats do you have? Um, oh man, I, I have so many, um, are I can Are you say a positive you know, guy or are you a, a like a, a metal guy? Um, I'm a metal guy. I'm a metal guy. In fact, me- mean, you know, honestly, that just surprises the shit out of me because mm-hmm. I've seen your bike and your bike is like blinged. you're I can tell you're a matchy matchy guy like I am and for me I went with composite because on the metal stuff like I'm going to ding it off of rocks it's going to get all scratched up I'm not going to be happy about that because it doesn't look pretty and in the composite you can scratch the shit out of them and they still look good so what's the reason that you like metal rather than composite
1: um well that's a really good argument for composites <laughs> no, I never that. <laughs> <laughs> the more you're saying that i'm like i'm like yeah it's a pretty good idea um i, I don't know I'll probably
0: <laughs> so next one on uh horn's high wish list yeah, right. is the pedals <laughs> um
1: i i think i think the reason why I, i've always been a metal guy uh, on on pedals just because i always thought they looked really cool i liked the how the cnc machines could like you know carve out all that you know shave out all of that space inside of the pedal and you could see the the marks from the machines and everything but yeah, yeah you're right i i th- as far as like the outside part of the pedals i i just destroy pedals and and crank arms too i, I smash them
0: smash yeah them you down. know i i rode the chameleon for i think like two rides now and and whenever i first put put uh put it on the trail of like I have boots on my um on my crank arms and on the Bronson but my crank arms are carbon so like whenever I got this one I'm like dude they're, they're aluminum cranks I don't give a fuck and uh, so I did a couple of rides and I came home and already like the crank arms are all dinged up and I'm like you know what this is what's happening right here <sighs> called up Amazon or hit up Amazon yesterday I got some new fucking well, new because you know what I, I couldn't handle it the OCD in me is like dude you just scratch that shit up you need to put some <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mind get destroyed yeah my my all of that stuff gets so beat up on my bike it's kind of crazy but I, but I, I'll tell you the, the the platform pedals that I that I will try next for sure um, are the
0: pedaling innovations they're you know- uh, what's up? I'm really excited to talk to them. I think they're going to be on Biker Bar uh, early January. Cool. And I I've never talked to them. Like I'm not a flats guy. So they they're going to be on soon. Tell me about them. What how do you feel about it?
1: Um I I don't know a whole lot about them. I I I rode with uh, with a few of my buddies out in Grand Junction uh, earlier this summer and like everybody out there is running these pedals and they have that they do they have that bizarre footprint man. They are they are a long pedal or a, a wide pedal or whatever you want to call it. I guess not wide. I guess, I guess you would say, oh, long. Yeah. um, I,
0: I watched some, something, or I listened to like a podcast, I think from Gene, from a regular guy, mountain biking a while back. And I want to say that, um, they, the, the way that the guy was explaining it, the, and, and obviously that we'll talk about this on, on the biker bar when he's on, but he was talking about like, how your like body, like what is that called? Like kinetic, I don't not I can't think of the word right now. But like the way that your body like pushes weight down, like if you were doing squats, if you're actually just putting all your weight on your the balls of your feet like you would in clips or maybe regular pedals, you don't have the leverage. And so when that pedal's bigger, it's it's a better platform for you to actually transfer that energy more efficiently.
1: Nice. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed too, um, cause I'll, I'll I run my cleats. I slam my cleats as far, I guess as far back as you can to get, to get the ball of my foot further out in front of that spindle. But I still think that I, I would like to see SBD pedals um, be able to have a lot longer range um, to adjust that up. Cause I still think they're off by like, seriously, like three quarters of an inch. I, I, I would like to feel um because because i do i always feel like i'm up on the balls of my feet and you know for for like out of the saddle climbing charging up a techie kind of a climb thing that's a great position to be in for descending a super rocky section that is a terrible place to have your feet is feeling like they're they're pitched forward on the on the balls of your feet
0: i think because of me riding clips for so long the first couple of times that i've jumped the chameleon um it, it definitely, I am. I need to relearn heels down, because yeah. uh, because I'm so used to well, kind of what you're talking about, the the front like that that position of my clips and where my feet are sitting. I'm not I'm not setting myself upright for coming off of stuff. Um, yeah. I did I did I did one ride on the chameleon bone stock, and that's like with the Walmart pedals. And uh, I wanted to do that to just like really recenter and refresh my mind with what it's like to have a bone stock bike. And, uh, holy shit, those yeah. pedals blow donkey balls! Yeah, uh, it, it, if there is one thing that you guys have on your list and you're you just got a new bike or you're getting a new bike this for Christmas or for New Year's or whatever the fuck you're getting a new bike for. If you have those shitty ass pedals that come on it and you think that's going to be good enough, I'm telling you, I did my first ride with good pedals. I I bought the one up composites. They have like a couple more pins than, than the Chester's. Originally I was going to buy the Chester's, but one of my friends said, oh, I like these other pedals better because they have a couple more pins. So I bought these one up ones and, um, it was a game changer Big time like I couldn't believe I would put those pedals like as much of a game changer as me putting a dropper on my bike that's how much of a game changer it was
1: yeah if, yeah I would totally agree I, I and I've I've um I've seen I've seen platform pedals get a get an unfair shake in the deal because someone'll they'll do just that they'll start off with a with a pair of you know stock OEM like literally like a 6 dollar pair of pedals and they don't know any better. It's, it's the pedals that came with their bike, and they get on there with a pair of Nikes, and then they go out and they ride bikes, and then they're like, "Oh, this is just terrible, man! It felt like it just wore my legs out." You know, it's like, "Well, you're, you know, you're on, on a pair of Nikes, so your foot's just, you know, your foot's just kind of like folding over that, over that pedal the whole time." So,
0: you know. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's part of what we were just talking about with the pedaling innovation stuff is that your foot's not like those of you guys that are listening. So if your your foot's on a, a let's just call it a, a smaller platform, flat pedal, your toes are curling over the front and your heels curl, curling over the back. And let's just say it looks, it's shaped like an arch. And so that is not a very efficient place. You know this even from riding clips, clip shoes are super rigid so mm-hmm. that you are, are really transferring that power well. And that's what that pedaling innovations pedal does is it like really flattens out your foot so that you can transfer it's so weird that like such a small thing makes such a big difference. It's like like riding a short short travel uh full suspension bike compared to a hardtail. I I I'm climbing this this chameleon the other day at a place that that I ride that I ride normally and oh my god not having that rear suspension whenever you climb is fucking amazing. Yeah <laughs> Like yeah. all of a sudden it's like, I get, I get out of the saddle. I like hammer, <coughs> oh, excuse me, <coughs> just hammer. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm up the hill where it was my full suspension bike. It's like, dude, I'm not getting to have my solid All I do is like squishy, squishy, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Big time. Yeah. There's, there's still no better climbing machine out there than a hardtail. Um, they, they get up the stuff. They're so much more efficient. They don't wear you out, you know, <laughs> We forget that because we, I've, I've been on a on a full suspension bike for so long that, you know, getting back on a hardtail is like a, like you can almost, every time you pedal down, you can almost feel the bike kind of lurching forward yeah. under, underneath of you because all of your energy is going, going to yeah, it,
0: really weird. Yeah. You know, I haven't ridden a hardtail mountain bike since the nineties. So I have a, a CX bike. So that is, you know, obviously it's fully rigid. And I, the place that I was riding this weekend with my son, um, thanks to him for his service. He's, uh, back visiting from the army. It was awesome to see him awesome to ride with him. Um, but aside from that, that place that I, I, I rode, um, with him, I rode it on the chameleon. And in the past, I've ridden that on my CX bike and on my CX bike, it's fully rigid. I'm kind of like, used to like or i'm thinking about it because it's got drop bars and all that and i kind of expect that kind of performance out of it but like mentally being on a mountain bike with my arms kind of spread out and the flat bar climbing with that thing and the way that it handles was just like this is really cool it's really different but holy shit it's really cool
1: yeah yeah it it is it's an amazing feeling Hey, so so I want to I want to back you up a little bit. You got to go on a bike ride with your with your son today, didn't you?
0: Or was I? Yeah, yesterday? it was actually
1: yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. How awesome is that? How old is he?
0: My son is uh, eighteen. He he'll be nineteen in April. Him and I, I, I started him riding bikes with me when, I mean, honestly, when him and his sister were toddlers, I used to have a a, a little buggy that I would pull them on like fire road rides. Nice. And then whenever they got a little bit bigger, I had one of those tag along things that hooked up to the back of my seat and I would take one of them on that ride and we would go do like some mountain bike rides. And as the kids got older, um, he started getting into mountain biking more with me. My daughter, she likes the road ride. She didn't really dig the mountain biking stuff as much, but, uh, so him and I got to have some really like good quality, like dad, son, like father, son time together, mountain biking. he's done some pretty epic rides with me, like at Downeyville. He did a Toad's Wild Ride up in Tahoe, which is like a ride that people like fly to Tahoe to do. And um, I really enjoyed that time with him. And um, right before he left, he he had a job. So a lot of times I was riding, he had to go to work and then he left and, and we didn't get to ride that much. And uh, he's down in he's stationed down in southern Arizona at a place called uh, Fort Wachuca. And apparently he's like surrounded by mountains. I thought it was all flat down there. And he's at like five thousand feet, and he told me, yeah, one of my instructors is like mountain biking all the time. And this is a sad thing. He has to do at this point in his his career, he has to like, do everything with somebody else. Like if, if you wanna to go to the store, it's just like part of their training thing. If you wanna to go to the store, you gotta go with somebody else. So he's trying to find somebody else to go ride bikes with him at these like, kinda of like bike parks and nobody wants to go. So when he came home, he's like, dad, I wanna ride bikes, man. And that just like kind of warmed my heart. You know, it was like, hey, I love riding bikes. So I'm like, sweet. And then on the other hand, I get to spend some time with him. And uh, so we went out yesterday and man, it was just, it was, it was awesome, man. It was just really good to just have that, like, that, like, man time together. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That, cause that, see, that was that thing. That's like, it, it's
1: that experience that you, that you have with your kids. That's just kind of, there, there's no way to plan it. There's no way to create it. There's no way to force it. There's no way to do any of that stuff. It just has to happen. And mountain bikes facilitate those moments better than any other thing out there it seems like i i I think when you're you know because you're well first off it's impossible you know not to be having fun when you're out riding bikes just period as that and then when you're out there with someone else and they're having the same fun as you and and you're, you're you're feeding off each other's energy and and all that and then all of a sudden you realize you're feeding off of your kids energy and your kids I, are feeding off of your energy, you know, and you, everyone's everyone's just happy and stoked to be out I, there. I,
0: I, I think of it like this, dude. Um, whether it's your, your children or your significant other or your buddy, you always have a closer relationship when you do things that suck together. Yeah. So, like, you go out and you climb a fucking hill on... <laughs> On, with your, your buddy, your son, your girlfriend, your wife, whatever, mm-hmm. and you get done with that shitty-ass climb, you guys are a little closer. You know what I mean? And um, and I think that's, that's the thing with mountain biking, where it's like you go out, you do something shitty, you both experience something that sucks together, but you make it through it, and then you have the fun part, the descent or whatever. And even if you didn't have the descent, like when you finish you guys did that together and that draws you like that bond will all it, it, it's forever. That's the reason that I think that mountain bikers are like, are the pack that they are is it's like, dude, we went out and we fucking, we mashed that hill. Like we did it hung over. We did it not hung over. We did it. Fucking, we ran out of water. You remember when we fucking got 10 flats and had two tubes, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. those times that are shitty, to me, it's like that accident thing. What do they call that? Like survivor syndor- syndrome or something like that. Like you do something shitty together, it pulls you together. And yeah. uh, that's that's what I think is like, I think that's a big part of mountain biking. You know, that's why why I think people will enjoy it and why you have the friendships that you do is because like you embrace the suck together, you know?
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, and, it, and it's also like... Uh, when you're there in those moments of suck and, and when like, at least for right now in my brain, when I think of moments that suck, but then immediately turned epic were was uh was Canyon Creek out in Colorado and, and we were climbing. I think it took us six hours to, to make it to the top of this climb and probably probably three and a half or four of those hours were spent like almost carrying our bikes on our backs, getting up, getting up on this climb and then it Canyon Creek does this horrible thing where it just like it's such a long grueling relentless climb and then at the very end of the climb it pitches up like another 20 degrees steeper and when you come you come around this corner and you see how much more of a climb you have and there's just like do your balls just hit the ground and you're you're like your knee knee, yeah it's like one of those moments where you feel like dropping to your knees and you're just like no how can you put this in front of me, you know? And then as you're as you're pushing up there, like the air is so thin you can't even talk to any, you know, you can't even form sentences. Right. And you, you just kind of look
0: like at your buddies and they have like a, like a drunken toddler. You're like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and you look over at your buddies and you're like, oh man, they are hating this just as much as I am. Like we we fucking hate what we're doing right now. Right. And uh um, but then when you
0: get up to the top and then you have that descent down yeah it just Forget the you know. view you know you get that view and you're like you know i i um i i don't know if it's like the the view is beautiful to me when you get to the top or it's the how many people have seen this yeah you know what i mean i think that's the part that means more to me is like yeah this is pretty but it's that like dude i'm I'm one of the the few people, and and when you say few, okay, maybe there was ten thousand people that have been on top of that mountain, but maybe it's a hundred thousand people. But a hundred thousand people compared to all the people like Netflix and chill, you know, like you're yeah. definitely doing something, you know. And so like yeah. you're up there, you're like, dude, I fucking accomplished this, man. This is this is awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah it, it's a hell of a feeling.
1: It, it I, and I think you're right too. There's also. You know when you get up to the top you have you have that view but then there's also that that sense of exploration that's that's getting you know stimulated and then there's you know the the obvious <laughs> that wonderful endorphin rush that happens like once you once you stop climbing like if you've been climbing for like five hours straight and then you stop climbing in about 20 minutes your body just starts hitting you with all these endorphins because it's still trying, it's still making all these endorphins from that suffer fest you were doing. So it's kicking up all these endorphins. So you get that, that good endorphin rush and you're up there and you're looking around. And and, and just like you said, like, you know, like even, even if, you know, 50,000 people saw what you did, think of anything else that you do in your life that only 50,000 people do, you know, mountain biking is the only thing that I do that's like that. So to be able to get up on the top of a climb and and, and and get up and see that view and have that have that experience with your buddies. Um, yeah, that's 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 why you do what you do, man.
0: That's why you
1: that's why you suffer up the climb.
0: So those of you guys that are on on the on the, the live chat right now, throw us up some of the stuff that you guys are looking for on your list. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and move forward on on something on our list that we're gonna talk about. And while while you guys shoot all this stuff up there, I'll keep an eye on it and hopefully we can pull some of that up there because I appreciate all you guys sitting in here, chatting it up. I see a bunch of people saying that they're gonna look into the RC shoes. Hey, if you guys order the RC, RC shoes, the ride concepts, just in the notes on the bottom, wherever you can tell them something, just say like, Biker sent us because uh, I am not affiliated with them at all, but I want them to know that you guys are part of this clan. So that'd be awesome. Um, nonetheless, I said this earlier, every one of your videos, you got like a, a blinged out stem, you got, you know, a bunch, a bunch of different things on your bike that definitely make it personalized. What is, uh, what are some of the things that that are on your list whenever you get a new bike of how you're going to bling it out. What are the things that you think about?
1: Oh, um, uh, I can tell you the top of that list is, is a set of I nine wheels. I want another set of those.
0: So uh, is it just because the hubs or is it because the color?
1: Um, yes, yes. And, and yes on everything. It's, it's the, it's, it's the most obnoxiously loud hub that you could possibly have. But yet I find them to be so functional because you don't sneak up on hikers as bad, especially if you're riding with, you know, other guys that have hubs, you sound like a swarm of killer, killer bees coming down the, coming through the forest. Um, but prior to I nines, I had some, uh, I had some hubs. What were, I've, I've had some DT Swiss hubs, but I had some American, uh, what is it? American classic hubs and they're dead silent. And oh, my God, like I just kept sneaking up on hikers and just scaring the shit out of hikers. And that always sounds funny when it's like after the fact and you're talking about, you know, it's always funny when when someone else scares the shit out of a hiker. I hate being the person that scares a hiker or scares anybody else because then we just look bad. Um, but yeah, the I nine wheels, um, I love the sound. Those, those, uh, the engagement is so positive on those things. Plus you get those cool spokes and and they're just burly, man. I'm a big dude, man. I'm 250 pounds and I just relentlessly thrash those wheels. And other than just normal, you know, normal, uh, overhaul maintenance kind of stuff, man, they have, uh, they've been amazing wheels.
0: So have you ever, uh, have you ever tried out project three, two, one? I have not. I have not. What is that? You should look into them dude they're um they're a, a smaller company they're out of bend oregon i bought their hubs for a long time before before the channel and at the time that i started buying their channel or their hubs was um they built their own bodies and then they used i9 internals and since then they've redesigned their own hub or their own internals and they actually use magnets for their the way that the uh, the paws like connect, and I'm telling you, their hubs are badass. So nice. if, if you get if, if you're looking, I mean, they do the anodizing like like I nine does. If you're looking around, um, definitely take a look at them. I think I have. If you're a Patreon member, um, buck a month, right? Right. Yeah. That, that's um i i don't like i give the coupons that i like like the deals that i hook up to everybody on patreon if you're a patreon member I, i'm pretty sure i have a 25 discount for their stuff so um definitely definitely take a look at it and the dude that runs the company is just like they actually were like a machine shop and did parts for like they build parts for like chevy mustang or like, not chevy um what is it called? Uh, Shelby, like, like Shelby, like that, like well-known freaking badass, like muscle car stuff. They they built parts for them. So like, they're like, I don't quote me on this. Like, let's just say like the parts that they're building for Shelby have to have like a, a 0.0000001, like, uh, like limit for error. So when they started making hubs, like they had that same kind of like mentality of how they're doing it. And maybe the hub, like, like what most hub companies do, is like zero zero. And so, like, when they build their shit, dude, it is fucking legit. And it's a small company. You're putting your money on, like, on some dude's table. You know what I mean? You're buying yeah. Christmas gifts for his kids. You know. And uh, I, I personally, I, I love the small companies. So I'm just gonna throw a little shout out for them, dude, because um, they're 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 a good company. So definitely take a look at them. I have not been anything but impressed with what I've had from them. And I have hubs that I bought from them 10 years ago. That done No maintenance to, And are still rock solid, dude. So these guys have been around for how, how long? I think the first set of hubs that I bought from them was like maybe 2006 or seven, maybe if it was eight, 2008, I'd be surprised. So, I mean, I'm looking at the set, of the first set of wheels that I bought from them It's so over hanging on the wall. I got a set of uh um, 26 inch hoops with uh, stand hoops with with their their hubs on it, and I rode the fuck out of those things, dude.
1: Nice, man. And that magnetic,
0: yeah. the the magnetic, magnetic is new. the magnetic is new. That is only within the last couple of years. So, like when they first started, they were using their bodies, but then i9s internals. So they were basically I nine hubs, but you could get them for like a hundred dollars cheaper than I nines. Okay. So it was like, and and like you, like I'm a bling bling guy. Right. So it was like, I was like, oh man, I want to get some like hubs, but I need to matchy matchy this shit. And I could get theirs. And it was like, oh, I nine internals. So it's basically the same thing. And um, so that's when I started buying them and they were, they were close to me. They wrote at that time they were out of Fresno they're up in Bend, Oregon now, but they were, they were in Fresno, California before. And uh, so I was like, oh, it's a local company. So if I have a problem like shipping it, it's not going to take that long. And, uh, but I nothing but impressed with them. And once I actually got to meet the guy, like I did a video with him a few months back. I went up there and, and met with him and um, just a super cool dude. Just a super cool dude.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah. I want to check those guys out
0: for sure. So what else is on your bling list, dude? For me, Um, the the simple things are this, dude. I like to have the little like caps on the ends of my uh, handlebars anodized. I like to have my seat tube clamp anodized. And of course, if you're building wheels, the nipples got to match too, right?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you you can't. If you do if you do custom wheels and then you you have a catastrophic nipple failure on the uh, the color matching yeah you can't that, that's a nipple foul right there that's what that is
0: let's see what we got going on up here so a bunch of people are talking about onyx hubs have you heard anything about them oh yeah they've they've been around for a long time too they make really really good stuff so so onyx my understanding of onyx and anybody in the chat go ahead and and, and feel free to to to, to pipe up those of you guys that are listening af- after the fact in the commuting traffic go ahead and just scream at your at, at your radio or whatever the hell it is that you're listening to it on um i heard the i9 hubs are solid that they're very quiet however i heard they're on the heavy side oh
1: really oh, the onyx that's a good question um i so i always ran those um their hubs were some of the best hubs for downhill back in the days of downhill and back then we you know we didn't really care too much about the weight on our bikes so that's a good, that's a good question i don't i don't even know the answer to that maybe somebody somebody listening
0: knows yeah, you and i are both too big to give a fuck about weight
1: yeah yeah i don't get i
0: don't i don't get too scared on weights yeah. um, i always um, say dude if i wanted to save some grams dude i could like shave my beard that's actually why i did that and uh, and or looks nice like, by the way Shave my legs, get a haircut, you know, cut my eyebrows. I probably save oh, like one hundred and fifty dollars in carbon, you know. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm the same way. I, I've, you know, I, I try to keep it light when, when it comes to rotational weight, maybe, and. But other than that, I just want to make sure that it's not going to break. So. I've, I'm a big guy, and I, I break that stuff pretty easily.
0: So tell me. The, what else is it? Whenever you're, whenever you're getting a new bike, what are the things that you want to bling out? Mm. You know,
1: it's funny you should say because I normally I'm a I, I'm a murder my bike guy. I've I've always just had murdered out bikes, and um, and I tried to I, I tried a new thing with this uh, with this Bronson and and went all out, and uh, I, I like the look of it, and it's kind of growing on me. I was kind of wondering if if the next bike is gonna if i'm gonna go back to my my murdered out roots or you know do i want to do something something unique but um but yeah i i would say wheels are the first thing that i that i bling out but i think it's i, I don't know if it's more i don't know if it's for bling reasons or performance reasons but like like, I like hubs right. and, and wheels
0: you know just recently you actually had, you you had sent me an email offline about uh another company and i'll, I'll mention them too because if we're talking about bling stickered is the company that like, I really enjoy the fact that I can hit them up and make my bike custom, you know, like get some yeah. different stickers. They, if, if you guys don't follow them, check them out at stickered it's S T I K R D. Um, they, you'll see what they, I mean, they'll put like an oil slick into the logos or they'll put like some cartoony stuff or they'll like, Oh, you want to make your bike look like a 19, 19- like a World War II bomber, like they'll, bl- they'll build it out. And like, to me, like, I just like to, I, I guess I uh, through my entire life, I've always liked to be a little different. And so I think like being out on the trail and just having like maybe the, the custom wheels or the, you know, the seat post color, that's a little different color and like kind of like doing that stuff, it like makes it yours, you know? Most definitely. I used to, I used
1: to take, so and you probably remember this too back back in the days mountain bikes weren't really pretty they were i mean they were trying to be pretty and they were they were pretty in that they in their design but they're not necessarily aesthetically pretty pleasing and so we would always do different stuffs and like we would either paint our bikes or what i had done is i i used to paint these different areas of my wheel so if you got a round wheel you know like maybe four spokes worth of the rim I would paint them black and white so that when you're, when you're riding your bike fast, you know, you get all this kind of flashy. Oh, yeah. 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 All, all this flashy look, look at me and my
0: fancy wheels kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> that's good. Stuff, dude. I used to, um, I used to powder coat my bikes all the time. Oh yeah. 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 I I, I like back in like, you know, before carbon, you know, so like a lot of my frames, I got powder coated. You could, you could, there's a million powder coaters around, you can look at look any city you live in there's somebody doing powder coating mm-hmm. and uh, just take your bike apart go down there if you're getting a base color that's like typical like a black or a white or something like that they do those colors all the time and it actually holds up to the rock things a lot better than paint but um if you want to do something fancy maybe they'll, ch- they'll charge you a little bit more i think when i did the uh the uh, profit in the tennis ball yellow it cost me like three bills and um It it was, it's just fun, just fun to make it your own. And then at that point, you need to go out and find some new decals and somebody like stickered or back then it was, there wasn't a stickered. So it was, you could only get like the factory prints and that's it. And they'd be from some third party guy in like Australia or something like that. And it's like, no, I actually want you to do like, I want you to spell Santa Cruz, but I want you to spell it in this font, you know, (laughs) or I want you to spell it to like, like Santa biker, you know what I mean? I want to put that on there, but in the same font, you know, and that that's, yeah. to me, that's fun, you know?
1: Well, and how cool, I mean, how cool would that be like in the future when you're, when you're ordering your bike, your bike would come to you. Um, It would come to you with, with no, with no graphics on it whatsoever. And you would just then contact stickered and like basically design the look of your bike from ground up, you know? I'm
0: actually talking about trying to to work something out. And I I hate if I'm like fucking raining on their parade right now, but they were talking about at a point like to possibly like have like a kiosk that would be like in a bike shop so that when you bought it, so you went and bought the new Bronson and then they had like the Bronson on the screen and you could be like pink, green, and yellow and like boom, boom, boom. And then when you buy your bike, they, ship the stickers with it and the, the shop puts the stickers on and it's like boom like right off the showroom floor is like it's yours kind of, yeah like, that's like sneakers now it's like you can build your own sneaker you know that would be killer man yeah that'd be sick
1: yeah i want to and i'm, I'm still going to be giving those guys a shout out i'm i'm getting close to being low on stickers and i need to make a new sticker order so I'll, I'll, i've been using sticker meal but i'll, I'll give uh i'll give you the guys at sticker to call.
0: I'll tell you the difference between Sticker Mule and them, and this is it, dude. This is honestly it. The stickers that you get from Sticker Mule will not hold up to the elements like the stickers that you get from them. And and that's, I mean, you might get a a better, cheaper price from going to Sticker Mule. I don't know for sure, but I I can tell you without a doubt, like the stickers that they have, they don't fade over time. Like they don't like they're, they're really good stickers. They're high quality. You you know what I mean? Very cool. Very cool. So let's move on. You got anything else on your list? Something you can think of right now? Oh, geez. Give me, give me like 10 seconds. Um, I'm gonna let you off the spot while I talk about my next one. All right. So for me, I'm one of those guys that rolls around with a fucking like, like a suitcase of shit in my camelback. Cause I'm preparing for every last situation. Like I have a lighter in there in case I get stranded in the middle of the woods, I can make a fire. I have, you know, a first aid kit. I have like all this crap in there. And the one thing that I don't have in there is a life straw. So do you know what a life straw is? A what? A life straw, L-I-F-E straw, like S-T-R. A I can't spell right now. I've obviously had too much drink. S-T-R-A-W straw. Like you drink a soda with a straw. And what this thing does is you can put it into a Creek and you can just drink right out of it. Or they have some that you can like stick it into a Creek and pump it into your camelback and it filters that water. So you don't end up with Giardia.
1: Yeah, I have actually, I have heard of those. My, my buddy Theron, I think uh, has one of those. And when we're When we're climbing up on uh, climbing up 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 trails, if there's a stream nearby, he can he can dip that thing in there. I thought you were saying saying love strong, and you were gonna ask me if I was gonna love if I was gonna get a love strong this this year.
0: Oh yeah, well we can do one of those (laughs) too, right? (laughs) So um, anything like that? What what is something that um, is one like? What do you have in your bag, dude? Um, what I what I'm hoping for
1: on, on the sooner rather than later are probably tires. I go through so many tires, and I'm I'm always curious about new tires and checking out new tires.
0: So, so what's the tire that's got your that that's on your hot list right now? Um, I, ran, I ran a new tire this year. I ran a a, a WTB Conduit. Hang, hang on, hang on, slow down just a little bit. I'm gonna let you talk about, I'm you talk about the tire. <laughs> and piss all over the side of my garage so you talk about the tires i'll be right back all right so i've got to cover a bathroom break on this yep. all right so
1: wtb uh convict 2.5 tires i tried them out for the first time this year um was really happy with them i've been a maxis guy for forever I've, I've just to me it was just what kind of maxis tire am i gonna get um but my buddy theron told me about these uh these wtb convicts and they they looked like they were a cool tire and i think wtb actually recommends running running the convict as a front tire and i think uh, don't quote me a riddler or maybe maybe one of their other tires as a, as a as a rear tire um i went ahead and tried them as a front and a rear tire because i kind of thought that the it the tread pattern had potential for a, or for a good rear tire and i was really happy with them um they're super super durable um and and super Man, they, they just allow you to like grab some really really weird off camber lines, and it doesn't cause the bike to do a lot of a lot of fishtailing or any weird weird thing like that. Um, and just gobs and gobs and gobs of traction. So um, if if you guys are if you guys are thinking about tires and, and haven't checked out WTB's tires, I'd I'd put them I'd put them on your radar. Um, they 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 kind of fell off my radar for a while. I don't know why, but anyway, just we're just kind of on a maxus. Uh, it Was on a Maxxis kick,
0: so uh, always went that way. WTB, what's that? You started out saying WTB tires. Yeah, who are you riding by them? What's that? What what tire are you riding from them? Um, uh, the Convict, the two point five Convict. So, so you're going you're going two point five on the Bronson. Is that as big as you've gone on the Bronson? Is what? Is that the biggest that you've gone on the Bronson? Yeah. Well. um, I would do so. Prior
1: to this, I was doing, uh yeah, yeah. It was two, yeah, it was two point
0: five in the front, two point three in the rear. I had some two sixes on from Schwab Ooh. when I was up, and, and the Bronson by like the the textbook is not supposed to take tires that big, but I had some Schwab two point sixes on, and if you ride somewhere that's like sandy and loose, oh my god, those. Yeah blew my mind i couldn't fucking believe it like honestly i wouldn't want to climb on like some big monster climbs because they definitely they were they were slow rolling but um holy shit the hookup and the like loose loose kind of like i i don't know like what the train is where you live but like and if i go up into tahoe it gets a lot of like the granite break off of the rocks is like almost sandy in places and when i was in in oregon in Bend, it was similar and uh those tires just really did well nice and, and you said they were schwabies which which uh which ones were they it's the oh god you I, you had to ask that right oh
1: sorry <laughs> it,
0: it's, yeah there what is come on come on chat help me out here i'm gonna i'm gonna stall i'm gonna babble a little bit uh, there's a a, a Schwabby, not Nobby Nick. It's uh there's, it, I've heard it a million times before. And the guy that I was riding with was like, here's the, here, here's the old version. Oh, Hans Dampf. Oh yeah, so, cool. I think it was like the Hans Dampf, the old one on the front and the, the new one on the rear. And holy shit, dude, that tire was fucking awesome, man. That's and cool. I'm not like, I am one of those guys that like buys a set of tires that he likes and just never fucking strays from it. And because I was trying out a, a set of, of wheels, actual wheels that um, that weren't mine, they had those tires on it, and I was like, "Dude, this is sick!" I nice. was really, impressed, really impressed. Nice. I've tried
1: out, I've tried out three Schwabi tires. Um, I bought a, a set of Schwabi tires. A few years back, probably five or six years back. Um, and and unfortunately they just didn't have the sidewall protection that I needed for around here. I got a lot of rocky, rocky stuff with this real kind of like these uh real square edged kind of razor blade ish kind of rocks. Um and and they'll they'll definitely fuck up a tire if uh if it doesn't have a good sidewall. So they they didn't do real well. But then you're, you're
0: uh, so i mean that, that that could be like a light sidewall or something
1: like that yeah yeah it was it,
0: it's a tire that you choose yeah
1: yeah what, it, it was what, definitely what, a lighter weight tire
0: what's your train, like where you're at like um kansas, so, right? yeah kansas city and the so kansas I'm, is fairly flat am i am i correct in that
1: pretty pretty much it's we have we have a lot of good undulating trails so rather than doing a long climb followed by a long descent our climbs are usually you know less it's like five
0: hundred feet up, five hundred feet down, or something like that,
1: oh like, not nowhere even near that, oh so, wow, I mean like our our longest climb you know might take two minutes to climb you know oh,
0: dude, you you definitely need to come out here to biker camp in june in June, and uh-huh. let, let's let's get you on a a a quick fourteen mile downhill,
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that's what i love I love about going going out west is we <clears throat> we'll climb for hours and hours and hours. But we'll have a solid, you know, 45 minutes of just balls out descent. And that is that is nice to get. But
0: no, There's, we got we got a, Did, did we you know, watch all the did you watch all the biker camp stuff from last year? No, uh-uh. So There's I, good do, stuff. I, I saw some of it. I do this event every year in Downeyville, and Downeyville has a they have a big race, big downhill race that's that's pretty pretty popular. But um this place is like 14 miles of downhill you're wow. losing like five or 6,000 feet uh, of elevation loss. And there's a little climb in the middle. Maybe it's like 500, 600 feet or something like that. Otherwise it is like, if you're, if you're hauling ass, you're doing it. Like if you're like almost pro level, you're doing it an hour. If you're doing with your buddies and session in some stuff, it's two to three hours. If you're outclassed, it's plus. <laughs> nice man. Yeah.
1: Cause isn't, didn't didn't Downeyville have? Wasn't that where the Super D thing kind of started
0: out? Didn't it originate from that area? I would be wrong if I said anything right at this point. I don't know. Okay. I know it's definitely a it's a it's a it's definitely a race that's been around, and the the downhill race that they did there is what put Downeyville on the map. So
1: nice, nice. Yeah, I know they've they've got a killer killer scene out there.
0: So. The next thing that's on my list, because you're doing a really shitty job of coming up with things on your list. Right. (laughs) No,
1: I'm sorry. I drew such a blank when we got started. And unfortunately, all my bike stuff is behind me. And I can't be like, well, let me see here.
0: (laughs) Go ahead and turn around, dude. You turn around while I talk. So
1: I'm going to find something and it'll it'll give me an idea. All All
0: right. right. Keep talking. The thing that I have next on my list, it goes along with what I was talking about earlier trying to get my Patreon up to 250. If I can get 250 followers on my Patreon, I can start traveling. I really want to do this because there's so many people around the US that are like, come on, dude, I wish you could come ride here or why can't you come to uh, come down to Texas and ride with us or come to Arkansas and ride with us. Come back home to Pennsylvania and ride with us. And so I bought this EVOC bag with the help of the people that are on Patreon already. Thank you very much. I have the EVOC bag. However, after I bought the EVOC bag, they brought out this other piece that's like a bike stand that you put your bike into before you put it in the EVOC bag. And that like really is supposedly holds it together very well and um, makes it really easy to like put your bike back together or take, and that's the next thing on my list. I would love to be able to, A, get the Patreon support. I'm looking at you guys. Look, Looking at you guys. Look, <laughs> those of you that are watching, I'm staring straight into the camera creepily. And uh, I'm looking at you guys, and I'm like, hey, let's do that. Let's fucking get this other piece, and let's get the Patreon up there so I can start traveling. Because that would be really exciting to me. It would be really exciting to me. Have you ever taken a, a, a vacation, Sean, and mountain biked on your vacation?
1: Oh, yeah. Like every year. Well, like
0: like, like, five- like like last year, I went to my buddy's wedding in Hawaii. And while I was there, I, I mountain biked in Hawaii. And it was so fucking cool to be like on a vacation that's like so far from home and riding bikes. like, And that's one of those things where it's like, with the channel, I want to be able to go somewhere so far from home and like hang out with all my but oops hang out with all my buddies, you guys on the channel and and like and ride. I just think that's just amazing. So tell me about a trip that you did, a mountain biking trip you did. Um, oh yeah, I've, I've done a lot of them. I, I've done a, and and you're right,
1: it is really cool to go to a place that um that you've never been before and you just all of a sudden you find yourself on a bike and and you're getting to experience. Especially yeah, when know. it's a
0: trip, like, like, for example, like when I went to Hawaii, like that's normally a trip that I would like, you go to, you're going to be fucking like drinking beers at 10 a.m. You're going to sit on the beach all day long. Maybe it's my ties. Maybe it's pina coladas. Maybe it's whatever the fuck it is that you, you're like, I'm going to drink the fruity drink with the goddamn umbrella, you know, <laughs> Like, and, and, but like, instead of doing that, you went and rode bikes and you're like, well, this is fucking, this is what vacation is about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I love incorporating that into into any kind of vacation situation because it gives you it gives you something. It gives you something to do that you're very familiar with doing, but you're able to do it in a place that you've never done it before. And you can experience their style of trail building and, and their scenery and their, you know, their terrain and their topography. I think it's I think it's super, super cool. I love it. I love it. So. I, I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to do a thing here. I'm, I'm probably going to step out of camera range for just a second while we're talking. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm i am going to I'm I've am i made it as far as um, my Patreon or the Patreon page. I'm going to walk through. I'm going to I'm going to sign up to your Patreon account. OK, I'm going right. to li- do this live on here. I may need to go get my my debit card because I don't think it has, has it
0: saved. And on just there. read the number out loud, especially. Yeah. I, what I'll,
1: yeah, I'll just hold. I'll hold my camera up to, or I'll hold my card up to the camera, and then you, that, that way you guys can make sure I, I enter the number right. Right, right. We'll read it to you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> there you go. That'd be great. <laughs> but um, uh, um, back to your back to your evox thing too. Um, definitely that that thing that that insert that you put in there. Um, my my uh my buddies Greg and Steve have the have the evox bags. And they do. They do. They do a lot of flying around with their bikes. And they said that the not only does it hold the bike in there better, but it also um, it's more stable when you're going through the airport and you've got your bike and all that gear and all that all that crap in there.
0: So a bunch of people on that follow the channel, I have a hashtag called Yaman Y A M O N. All I, I one of my favorite places that I've ever traveled in my life is Jamaica. I fucking love Jamaica right. and it's not because I'm a pothead. Cause honestly, like that was me in high school. I smoked a lot of pot in high school and hopefully I never run for president cause that might haunt me. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, 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 I just love the people there. It's just fucking like everybody there is so chill. Like that, like stereotype of everything going to be all right is like dead on. And when okay. you go there, and everybody has that personality. You're like, dude, I could, I, I wish that I could just call home right now. Hey, sell my house, sell the truck, sell everything I fucking have, put it in my account, I'm staying here. And yeah. so I love that place. And every time I've been there, I've always just looked at the mountains and the, the hills and stuff and thought to myself, um, I, I, I wanna go to Jamaica. So I started this hashtag, Yaman. So if you guys do a super chat and you do a hashtag Yaman, that super chat goes into my Yaman fund. And the Yaman fund is getting me to Jamaica to actually ride bikes there for the first time. They have a annual bike fest, mountain biking festival there called the Fat Tire Festival. Apparently they don't like roadies in Jamaica and they they do this ride there. So I am just like, trying to crowdsource my way to jamaica i promise you guys it will be at least one cool video (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and aside from that it will be me drinking a ass ton of red stripe and having a (laughs) good time of my life right on brian t thank you for the yaman it's yaman m-o-n though We'll, we'll let brian's Brian's Yaman get into there. I have a spreadsheet keeping track of that shit, so I know all of you guys that helped support me to get there, and that to me is like one of those things where like I just can't wait to like do that, and I'm super excited about like building the the excitement about it, and it's all right, Brian. I let you. I'll let you slide on the typo. So what what in in telling that story, Sean? If there was one place. That you could go to ride mountain bikes, where would it be? Two words,
1: New Zealand. No doubt about it, New Zealand. Um, man, have you seen some of the videos coming out of that place?
0: That place is just gorgeous, right out the gate, dude. Yeah, there, there, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, the the
1: scenery and the the level of trails and the and the just the absolute remoteness of like. You know, being someone here in the in the States and thinking, you know, oh, I'm gonna go <clears throat> on the other side of the planet and ride in this place that, you know, that does the same thing that I do, but they do it their own their own way, you know. The uh, thing New about Zealand New Zealand is awesome. like
0: New Zealand is like an outdoorsman's country. Yeah. Like people that rock climb, people that skydive, people that like bungee jump, people that like it doesn't matter what you're like, if you're outdoorsy, you have to go to New Zealand. Right? How cool would it be to to uh,
1: do the uh the wingsuit thing? They do that down there, the base jumping with those wingsuits. Dude,
0: I'm afraid of heights, man. I'm telling you what, I would have jumped out of an airplane without even fucking thinking about it when I was 20, but at 41, I'm not sure I could do that anymore.
1: Right? I, <laughs> I don't know. I because I've I've done a lot of. Um, I, I was big into skydiving for a while, um, but yeah, it it was a while. It was also a while ago. So I don't know what I would do these days if I, uh, if the, uh, once you're in a plane and then when the door goes up, that's always when things get, get real and they get real all of a sudden, like, cause you're, you're in the plane to the point where you were jumping by yourself. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's sick. But, but I, I, I didn't have, I think you have to have something like 500 jumps before you can even start getting into wingsuit territory. Oh, um, really? Like, and so, I, when I think about how much 500 jumps would cost, and how many killer bikes
0: I could buy <laughs> for
1: <Right>. that, <laughs> I'm like, oh. so, um, so yeah, I have have not explored that. But
0: so out of New Zealand, where would be the other place? Hey, hey, uh, hey, all you guys that are listening right now, I think there's 49 of you right now. Where would you guys travel if you could go anywhere in the world and ride? Where would you go? I'm telling you, dude. Recently. I've seen some sick ass rides out of Colorado from fucking uh, Alex single track sampler. Um, that it's just amazing. Like yeah. to me, like the stuff that just like makes me excited. I've seen some really, really fucking cool stuff out of Colorado. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's been riding a couple of, a couple of trails and I can't remember the name of one of them. It was the episode where he spilled his, He he actually, he got back from his ride and realized that he had, somehow it was like his water jug had, had leaked and it, it had leaked like five gallons of water all over the floor of his van. I felt, felt bad for him because he, he'd come back from a ride that was kind of, he was kind of struggling, struggling on the ride. He'd had some, some setbacks on it, but man, but the, wherever it was that he rode was just phenomenal. Somewhere out near Moab, I think So actually uh, now, now that I'm we're talking. That was about a this, really
0: good way of explaining nothing in like, like 60 seconds. I, I did that. I, 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 look how you did that, dude. <laughs> You're like, there's this really cool place that I saw on a video that I can't remember. You know, that was really awesome. But well, let me tell you about how cool it was that I don't know where it was. Right. It, it was cool. And <laughs> then this one time in band camp. Right. So we got up on the list here. I got a Nepal, which I, um, that is actually really interesting to me or Nepal or however you want to say it. Uh, Utah, uh, BC and Colorado. BC would be cool. I've never been up there. I definitely want to, I think Colorado is in, in the make, in the making for me next summer. I really do. There's a bunch of YouTubers over there in the Denver area, JF rise, crashing dad, mm-hmm. trail features, RC from outdoor, outdoor gold, all those guys, dude, I would love to go ride with them. And apparently some dude I'm talking to right now is thinking about moving to Colorado too, huh? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. Yeah. that, that, that That's me. Yeah, yeah, uh, moving out on the moving out on the west slope with uh, with crashing dad, RC Gold,
0: and and on pro Kyle. And all Can those you explain that slope thing to me? So, like, basically, like, I guess the Rockies just kind of go through the middle of Colorado. So there's the west slope, and is it the east slope, or like what do they call the other side? Ooh, that's a good one. I I, I know that the the west slope calls themselves
1: the best slope. And I know that there's a, there's a little bit of rivalry there between between the two different sides, but I don't I don't know what they call the I think they call the other the other side front range. Oh uh, yeah, front
0: range. yeah, front. Range. Um, at least that's how how we've usually referred to it. But yeah, yeah. No, I definitely like to get out there. They they have a a, a interesting mix of terrain there. Oh, I saw um, um, Arkansas come up. Where where did it go? Where did it go? Where did Ash no. No, I didn't see Arkansas. Asheville, isn't that Asheville? That's where um, that's where uh, Seth and Bobo are, right? I think so. Yeah, that place that, looks sick too, man. Oh yeah,
1: dude. That um, uh, one of my buddies is from there, and good grief, man! The, the kind of riding that they have out there, I wish I, I, I wish I had, I wish I'd hit North Carolina a little bit on on my road trips and stuff. I, it just seems like my road trips always led me out to you know led me out west to the desert but man i've i've heard so many cool things about that uh that ashville area um in north carolina such good riding big big riding out there big hills
0: so 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 let's just talk about back to the wish list right mhm so I'm gonna I'm have to. I'm obviously gonna have to ask you questions to get the fucking wish list out of your ass. <laughs> you're, you're holding your fucking poker cards tight. Yeah. Check this out, dude. If there was a bike that you had to go buy tomorrow, what bike would you give your money to?
1: Oh uh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one because there's actually there's actually
0: a few bikes. Well, let's hear them because um, obviously we're trying to make some conversation here. Right? I'm sorry. I'm dropping the ball. If you got three, let's hear all three of them bitches.
1: I, I, I would definitely say I, I just heard about the, the Noly Fugitive, which is kind of a short travel 29er. Um, that would be super high on
0: my list. Wait a um, minute. So you're a 27.5 guy right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I, I have a, a. What has your interest on the 29er? I'm interested in that.
1: Um, I, am I'm thinking slash hoping that they, that they have the, uh, um, that they have the geometries dialed in where they're a little bit more playful
0: and they're not quite as gangly, but I I do have, I I have a process. I'm going to cut you off because I'm good at doing that. Um, I haven't ridden a 29er that I really enjoyed riding until I rode this chameleon. And, uh, I think that some of these bike companies today have the 29er dialed. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah they're, they're getting I, I was definitely, um, I definitely kind of saw the 29 inch wheel as a, as a cross country guy's bike. And I saw the 27.5 wheel as a guy that's kind of jumping stuff and, and wanting to throw the bike around a little bit. But I, I have a, um, I have a Kona process 111. And I've, I've actually found that bike to be as playful as my Bronson, or, or even more playful, because it has better stand, way, way better standover clearance than my Bronson does. So I can get the bike and lay it, lay it out and kind of, you know, kind of play around with it and and enjoy what that ge- what that geometry and those fast wheels can do. But, yeah, I think uh, I, I think the 29er thing is going to that door is going to open back up for a lot of us. Twenty seven five guys. And they're going to be able to figure out how to make bikes that uh, that keep the geometry in there. But I I would also throw out there. Um, so as a wild card, um, uh, a California brand foes, they've been around forever and ever and ever.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't even know they were around still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's still around and, um, uh, still, uh, still making really, really cool bikes from, from the looks of it. And I, I checked those guys out recently and he's got a bike called the mixer and it's a 27 five rear wheel bike, 29 inch front wheel bike.
0: Oh, so it's like a, a like a, a 20, what, they used to have a, a name for those i don't remember never mind i'll just shut the fuck up go ahead oh no <laughs> <laughs>
1: um but but that that bike had had potential to me that 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 one caught my eye I was thinking of
0: a 69er but that's not that doesn't make sense yeah, it a 70. yeah. It like a 79 er. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: um i i remember uh didn't specialize come out with something that was like that like
0: like it was a 26 inch rear wheel bike and a 29 I think some, some, some bike companies have played around with that. Um, for me, if if I had to say a bike that really had my eye and um, I haven't l- ridden this, I one of the pivot bikes, mm-hmm. uh, they're really like dialed in on the 29ers. And when I rode South Mountain, um, they have that South mountains in Phoenix pivot is out of that area. I think they're in Tempe, which is basically Phoenix. Um, they have some interesting fucking train and almost everybody there is riding 29ers and almost everybody there is riding a pivot. And um, when I went to interbike pivot, the pivot tent was on fire. And I think that there's something about that bike that I just, I, I want to find out what that's about, man. Cause those guys, Seem like they have it dialed in.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree. I, I I've demoed a couple of pivots and was just blown away.
0: Which one do you ride? Did you ride the Switchblade? That's the one I heard a lot about, and the Firebird. Um, I didn't try any of those. I I tried the four twenty nine, which was or the or the Mach
1: the Mach four point. It was I think it was a Mach four twenty nine. What kind of travel did I have on it? What's that? Uh, I think it was like a hundred and thirty five in the rear, hundred and forty something like that. So kind of so a,
0: are you are you like maybe like thinking that you need a shorter travel? Is that what you are thinking? Well,
1: I for what I ride, I, I ride a mixture of, of cross country trails and you know kind of bigger stuff out west. So I ride trails out west that are just perfect for the Bronson, but my Bronson sucks for around here. Yeah. Um, when when you are on when you are on undulating trail and when you are on you know, really techie, rocky kind of stuff that you're actually having to to pedal through because you're not bombing down this thing on a descent. You're creeping your way across,
0: you know, creeping your way up or something. The the Bronson was actually made for Downeyville. Yeah. The guy guy that that works or is part of the ownership of Santa Cruz has a house that's basically in Downeyville. And he made that bike to ride Downeyville yeah it is chunky and fast and yeah there's some climbing if you want to do it up there but like i mean and it climbs well but it is definitely made to fucking like eat rocks and spit out fucking fun you know what i mean exactly
1: my my bike is um is jekyll and hyde and it's, it, it switches right at about 18 to 20 miles an hour once you get that bike up into into the higher speeds and you're cruising down stuff. All of a sudden, my Bronson turns into a dragonfly. And it's just, it's incredibly, incredibly fun and agile to ride. And it's flickable. And it's all, all the things that I, that I love about the bike. I'm able to really bring
0: those, bring those characteristics out. Not very playful, though. Like I've ridden some bikes that they just love to be in the air. Like the trance, the giant trance, like it loves, it's like, hey, you want to get up in the air? I got something for you. The Bronson's like, hey, stick to the ground. Let's fucking bomb. Like it is not. Like you can make it playful, but you have to be like, "Come on, motherfucker, let's go this way,"
1: you know. Yeah, you have to. You have to push the adjustments. Yeah, yeah. On the shock to get it to play to be play playful. So, since since a lot of the stuff that I ride is either either stuff that that you need a Bronson for, or stuff that you just don't want a Bronson for. Um, yeah, I, I, I checked out. I've been kind of searching around for some uh, some shorter travel bikes, and I thought, well, since I'm going to be doing something that's a little bit more cross country oriented. Anyways, I'll try these bigger wheels out and see, see what they're like. So, and I I gotta say they're, they're getting it figured out. I mean, I I was never really a, a hater of any, any of the wheel sizes. Um, but, but they're the geometry was the thing that I was, I was a hater of
0: 29ers from the get go, dude. Were you really, I'm telling you every 29er that I rode when they first came out, picked its own line. I did not like it. Yeah. I, I did not like it. I the the first time that I rode, let's just say maybe a 29er that I liked was a 275 plus, which is like almost a 29er. And I, yeah. the only reason that I liked it so much was because the amount of grip that I had as being a big guy, it 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 was worth the trade off of the 29ers like to pick their own lines. Yeah and i feel like they're starting to get their fucking geometries together man they're really starting to like get it where it has that flickable kind of feeling to it yeah yeah (laughs) i remember uh i
1: remember my first real experience on a 29er was at bootleg canyon outside of las vegas and and i rented i rented a specialized uh enduro something or other um and, and it was I, I took one run on it and brought it back to the bike shop and was just like here take it back I like I didn't you know this is this is the word it was it was a road bike it, it felt I mean the, the big gangly wheels and this goofy the goofy geometry where you were you were perched so far over the front wheel that every time you tried to like push into a corner you felt like you were gonna fold the front wheel and and you know of course this several years ago they, they, their bikes are a lot different now than than then but but yeah, I was when when I had my first sampling of, tw- of a twenty nine inch wheel. That's exactly what I walked away from, uh, or walked away with was was good grief, man. These things—if you just point them in a straight line, then you'll probably be okay. But but the big yeah, big I wheels, like,
0: like they just pick their own line, you know? They're like, yeah. oh, like like with a twenty six, and because for me it was like at the time I was riding, it was like just coming off a twenty, or I was on a twenty six, and it was like okay, decide if 27.5 or 29 actually has any validity. And to me, it was like, every time I wrote a 27.5, it was like, okay, I can see the extra speed here and there on the like climbs and the rollover. And it's still like, I'm losing some flickability, but it's not enough that pisses me off for like the other games. And with the 29er, it always felt like, yeah, I get it, dude. If I was riding like XC shit, dude, I'd be all about it, but like for the chunk and the like the like gnarly technical stuff, you know, it just didn't have it for me. And but I I, I mean, you're starting to watch all these like pro fucking guys that are are picking up the 29ers. They obviously have a better skill set than me, so um there's something going on. And then then you go out and you you try some of these bikes and you're like, "Okay, I can see it. I'm. I'm not fucking drinking the Kool Aid yet. I am not the Kool Aid yet. But the chameleon is definitely fucking like warming me up. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like they've definitely Jeff rides is like fucking marketing the shit out of the Yaman. If you guys aren't getting on the Yaman, like Chump MTB just did throw the money into the Yaman. If you don't want to throw the money into the Yaman on the super chat, go ahead and throw the super chat into the hashtag Christmas fun. And we're gonna, or the hashtag wishlist fun. And I'll get the something, I'll get the Osmo. Cause I have a good chance that more than likely knowing my lady, that box that I saw with the battery in it is not gonna be what I was thinking it was. I'm gonna end up with some like heated socks or something. I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> dude, is there nothing worse? than getting like a gift that you think is something that you really want. Like you you shake the box. you like, you're like, oh, this is the one. That's the exact same size <laughs> as, as the hero seven. I know it's it. And then you open it up and it's like uh, some bullshit that you're like, oh, cause chicks always buy you something that you didn't really want. Like they're like, oh, I got you a robe. And you're like, I, <laughs> I, I never have worn a bathrobe in my entire life. Thanks for buying that for me, babe. Um, let me show you how happy I am because I thought that was a, a, a Hero Seven. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying. All you guys out know exactly what I'm saying. Hashtag the wish list on that bitch. You know <laughs> what I'm saying, man. You, you, you tell me, tell me you haven't had that happen, Sean.
1: Um, it it has it happened with with other gifts. My my I, I do have to say this. Like I got to stand up for my my girl is really good about uh about getting getting something that's just right for me as far as a mountain bike stuff but she always has to come to me first because i i'll put like the most random stuff in a in a shopping cart and it'll be stuff that i i think might be something that i'd be interested in so i put it in the shopping cart and then i forget that it's in there and then she has to come to me and go really is this what you want i'm like oh no no no, this is you know this thing here but but uh you're
0: Yeah, the, the very black butt plug is not what I want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? I, I just put that in there as a joke. I was trying to take a screenshot to send my buddy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want anal beads, no. Right, right? Especially the 75 rung. I mean. got <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> The the twenty nine er version. I don't want the twenty nine er version. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, so,
1: so you would, you're you're looking at pivots. That would be a
0: that would be a bike that you would go with. You know that that's the one that that really has my interest. Like I really want to try. I also want to try the uh, the Yeti, the new Yeti. It's like a a 130. That yeah. one thirty. That one's like honestly. I, I've got to this point where you know before I was always like. I like the biggest, chunkiest shit, and I want a bike that's just really going to handle that. And the Bronson does a great job of that. But I've lately come to a point where I'm like, you know, I think that a shorter travel bike that handles well in a lot of the other stuff that I do will be more fun. And that's kind of what pointed me to like the chameleon where it was like, I want to do something new. But I think that these shorter... I. I I want to say like a 130 bike or something like that would be really, really fun. My my profit that I still have my best time in Downeyville on had 140 up front. I don't remember what was in the back, not, not that much. Um, it was a lot of fun, and it was probably more bike than what I need for most of what I ride. So I think these shorter travel bikes, I think there's a renaissance about to happen. You yeah. Know? I,
1: I agree. I, I think I think we're gonna see. A whole new genre of 29ers that are that are that short to mid travel uh in in suspension but their geometry is going to be the, the geometry is going to make guys like us that are coming from these 275 wheels uh, it's it's we're, it's going to be an easy transition for us so then we'll get that we'll get that you know the rollover benefit and um you know the, I think the, the,
0: what they're really trying to do is just get us like n plus one on everything right Yeah. So if you guys don't know what N plus one is, it's like the algorithm for why you need another bike. (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) However many bikes you have now, plus one. Right. Um, What other other brands, what other bikes would uh, would you look at? Oh, man.
0: You know what? I think... The next thing, you know what? I'm not going to say bike instead. I'm going to say, I would really like, I'm going to talk about this. Actually, this is going to be a little sneak peek of my next, maybe my next video. One of my next two videos, something like that. If there is some, I I came up with an idea for a product that would make my life much happier. And, uh. And, and, you know, Seth, uh, uh, Seth bike hacks did recently, he's working with box and they were like, come up with an idea for something that is a drivetrain related and we're going to make it. And in that process, it made me start thinking about things that are like, if I could have something, what what would I have? And I couldn't come up with anything drivetrain related, but I did come up with something that like irritates the living fucking piss out of me that I would love to fix. And this sounds so simple, but I would love like a quick release system, let's just call it that, to adjust your seat angle. I hate, hate, hate with all of my heart and soul adjusting my seat angle. It's like you turn one screw the one way and then it's too far that way. You turn the other screw the other way, it's too far that way. If you switch your seat post, it's like oh fuck me! I need another three hours. Like, <laughs> like why can they not just have like a quick re- like you put it on there, you slide the thing down, you tilt it a little bit, and then push it up, just like you're like 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 you were doing your seat, you know, like your seat post, like like push that thing up, and then it's there, and you're like oh that's yeah. not right. Let me move it a little bit, and then push it. Like why do you have to have this screw system to adjust your seat?
1: Yeah. I, I agree i agree it it would it would make it a lot easier i, I still think that when i first started seeing dropper posts come coming out one of the things that i was wondering is is okay well that's great we've got a saddle that can go you know 150 160 millimeters up and down
0: but if i look gonna be with my pnw that i just put on
1: nice nice so so even more even more more distance but there's always such a big difference in like when my saddle is all the way up, I want my seat at one angle, and when my saddle is all the way down, I need it. I need it tilted back just a little bit. And I always thought the dropper posts, like the future of dropper posts, would be something that would be incorporated into that, so that as that saddle or as the saddle goes down, it actually, you know, as you drop the saddle down, it leans the saddle back a little bit more because you're going down something steep. But then as it's fully all the way up, it would be a little bit. Tilted more forward, you know. But that they, makes
0: no sense to me, dude. I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. Oh, no.
1: Well, I would say on that same same thing, it would sound
0: yeah, I mean, like to me, like, I'm just, I'm gonna be devil's advocate. I'm, I'm throwing your ass under the bus right now. <laughs> when I put my seat down, I'm not sitting on it.
1: Well, that's true. Like, like when it's slammed, like it's slammed down, you're definitely not on it. But like when you, when you lower it kind of part way down and you're,
0: it's you're kind of doing like micro adjustments. Yeah. Are you like but, a roadie in disguise? Is that what's going on? God, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if I just like
1: got to start getting undressed and I had my bibs on and my, my smuggler. I will on. tell you,
0: I do have a I do have a dropper idea. I'll try to pull you out of the fucking cauldron of hell that you just walked into. But my dropper idea is I was riding my um, my road bike today. It's, it's also my CX bike. And I was thinking like, the last time I rode my CX bike on, the, or for those those of you that call it gravel, it's a gravel bike. Um, the last time I rode it, I was like, man, this thing blows without a dropper because when you're like doing anything technical, you want to drop that seat because we've got accustomed to it. So I was thinking there should be a company that comes up with a way that the dropper like button is oh god, how do I explain this for the people that are listening? So if you're in the in the 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 hooks, do you know what I mean by the the hooks of the of the road bars when you're on the top? So if you're on a drop bar and you're like yeah. kind of in the hooks on the top where you would be able to grab the brakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so make something where when your hand is in the hooks and your break your 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 fingers are wrapped around the front of the brake, where your thumb can push to the the left and be able to drop your seat right there because there's no way to have a dropper on drop bars right now that is ergonomic with where your hands are going to be anyway so like if you could have like when you're in the hooks hit that because normally you're going to be riding in the hooks so you could drop your seat then you can put your hands back to the like mountain biking position and then be able to ride through and then you're gonna like when you come out of that climb or whatever that rocky section is you're gonna put your hand back under the hook and then push the button and make the seat go back up there's no way to have a dropper on a cx bike right now that is good I am guaranteeing you right now, if there's anybody from the biking industry that is listening right now, that will they should and will start working on this, or it will happen without listening to the biker channel. And hopefully we can hashtag Nate Me Rich later. So <laughs> is this a road biking episode? No, it's not. It's sort of dirt. <laughs> All right. I let's saw. move the fuck on because apparently i'm getting i'm getting i'm getting dinged for talking about drop drop bars so <laughs> let's say one thing on your mountain bike that you have right now that you would change tomorrow no matter what the price was what would you buy
1: um handlebars handlebars and stem
0: I so it have to have be like carbon or or like no. or, what, or wider or shorter what are you thinking
1: I, I want to go. Uh, I want to go from. I've got thirty-one point eight bars right now, and they're they're good, but they're kind of flexy sometimes. And I'd like to try the. Was it the new thirty-five millimeter? I think that's yeah. the new. Um,
0: but that's. Do you, do you know why that is? No, I don't. No, so the thirty-five millimeter, and and please, internet, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you will. Um, the 35 millimeter, to my understanding, the only reason that that standard changed was in order for them to make carbon stiff enough to be the, the right like stiffness was to make it a little bit wider. Oh. So, like that, that's really the only reason that it's 35. Somebody, wow. somebody on the chat, tell me if I'm wrong. That's my understanding of it is that that was really a standard that was only made. Thank you very much, John, for the Yaman. Um, that was only a standard that was made really just to make carbon more robust. That's a,
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So then they started making, uh, making aluminum bars that size.
0: Well, the re- I think the reason they started doing aluminum that way was because all these stems were being made and stuff like that. And for yeah. the aluminum market to like still have a, a stake in the game, they, yeah. they, they needed to like just meet that standard. Yeah. yeah. For me, um, when I was saying like one thing I would change tomorrow and I saw, uh, where's the ad up in there? I think it was like Mark Jones or something like that. Um, the thing that I would change on my chameleon if I could like snap my fingers, it would definitely be wheels, carbon wheels. Um, yeah. I, I, I in the past, never understood what carbon wheels meant. Um, when I first got my Bronson, it was such a different bike than the 10 year old bike that I had, that it was hard for me to realize that what the carbon wheels did, but the way that they like play into corners and they don't flex, especially for us, big guys, those carbon wheels, um, are they're they're, they're a game changer. They're a game changer on, on how things, uh, do you have carbon wheels or you run aluminum? Um, I run aluminum. I run aluminum. Um, Is it a financial thing or just because like, you like them or you tried them both or?
1: Oh no, that's just what, that's what my, my i nines came with. They were laced up to aluminum wheels. So I just, that's what I ran. Um, But I still, so. I wasn't
0: trying to like dig in on your like fucking paycheck or anything there. I was just saying like, sometimes it's like, I ride aluminum because I like, I like aluminum. Or sometimes it's like, I ride aluminum because I can't afford fucking getting carbon wheels. Like I can't afford carbon wheels to tell you the truth. I had to sell my house to get them. So like for me, it would have been like before I sold my house and bought carbon wheels, it would have been I'm buying carbon or I'm buying aluminum wheels because that's fucking all I can get. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm trying not to like, like I, I definitely wasn't trying to like, Oh, you poor bastard you, know? <laughs> you poor dirt bag you i can tell by the size of that beard you can't afford carbon water. that's right <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i'm i'm a my my i have a little bit of um uh i have a little bit of carbonophobia i think i have a little bit of that so i have i've had a blur a santa cruz blur lt was my first carbon bike um loved that bike it felt it felt normal and fine and then i had after that i had an, an another carbon bike um, i had one of the first generation uh intense um uh, uh carbines yeah carbines um and i wasn't real i wasn't real stoked on how that carbon felt but as far as hoops go um i the carbon hoops i would get those i would probably get santa Cruz's. Um, carbon hoops I don't so know about that. Your
0: rims, though let's talk about that because that's probably a big play into what I'm talking about because it doesn't seem like the aluminum ones are quite as wide as the the carbon ones are
1: yeah um are you asking what what now are you asking width on the on the rims
0: or the handlebars the width on um, the rims I'm sorry oh, on the I actually stopped listening to you
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: so I I know like for me, that, that diameter, at least when I moved, when I got the Bronson, it had the carbon carbon wheels on it. And um, the, the width of the, the internal width of the rim was a lot wider. So it really changed my wheel profile. And I think for me, being a bigger guy, that wider rim really opens up your wheel to have a lot better traction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would totally go for that. I would like to go for a wider rim than what I have currently. Um, just for that contact patch and, and, and better cornering, um, but yeah, I, I was always just figured I was too big of a guy to, to run carbon. I always figured they would, they would shatter.
0: And well, I'd let me tell screwed. you, dude, I got a few lbs on you, brother. <laughs> You're gonna be fine, dude.
1: Right on, right. Yeah, because I've heard that they're, like, 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 would you, would you get the Santa Cruz? What, what's their house brand uh, carbon? Reserve, I Santa
0: Cruz Reserve, I think.
1: Reserve, yeah, yeah um so would you run what what carbon hoops do you have on on your bronson
0: right now i have and on the bronson i'm hoping and you guys will see this is a spoiler i'm gonna get some night ones on the um uh, on the on the uh, chameleon and they're a little wider than my envies are and um i'm stoked about that if i was Buying on my own, I would probably be looking at some. Like Derby has some really wide ones as well, and I've had, heard a lot about them. Yeah, uh, just that wider that wider rim really changes the profile of the wheel. If you if you're a really skinny guy, this doesn't mean as much to you probably. But for me, like a big dude, even at the end of my diet, which I'm not going to tell you guys how I'm doing on. At the end of my diet, when I get back down to the the number that I want to be at, I'm still going to be 220 pounds. Like that's yeah. that's big dude. That's not a that's not the size that they engineer shit for. They engineer shit for like 170 and below. So like having that wider that wider rim and the way that that changes my contact point, it makes a huge fucking difference. But the thing with the carbon that I noticed the most. And I didn't notice it until I rode carbon for a long time and then rode a set of, of, and there are some good aluminum wheels. Let me take, like say this before I I go any further. There are some good aluminum wheels that won't do this, but I did notice once I went to riding like some demo bikes that had aluminum wheels, I could feel them flex in the corners. And I never felt that before I rode carbon for a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it takes that coming back to something that you had before to realize what you have,
0: you know, Yeah. for me, dude, I'm a fucking monkey, dude. You know what I mean? I don't notice shit until it punches me in the face. And, yeah, uh, and I, I definitely have to like have that, the experience before I catch it. And I, I will say without a doubt, like when I've gotten back on like aluminum wheels, uh, the guy, my size dude, like, Pre diet, I was at two ninety. Put a fucking Camelback on me with my whole fucking entourage of parts and extra pieces that I have in that bag. Um, you know, another twenty pounds of Camelback and water. You know, like that—that's a big fucking boy, dude. Yeah. And, and and you you throw that same dude on some aluminum wheels, and it's not the same. It's yeah. definitely not the same.
1: Now, do you run? Do you run? Uh, I'm, and I'm just thinking of, of big dudes on bikes. Do you run an air shock or a coil shock?
0: Dude, this has been a very, very like religious fucking like, issue in my head over the last few months. And I still say stay on air because everybody tells me that the, the coil, everything that they tell me about the coil on the downhill sounds so much fun up until the point where they tell me it's not as playful. And um, I like to have fun and um i am willing to lose maybe some of that cush for the playfulness and that 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 i've heard that the cush is awesome on the coil but you lose some playfulness are are you running coil or air um i run coil i run coil so do you (laughs) feel like it loses some playfulness
1: well see that that's what i was wondering i i I really kind of had to ask myself um and and i kind of felt like the bike I felt like I was able to liven the bike up a little bit more um, because of having a coil shock um, just because I wasn't, I wasn't having to navigate around this crazy high air pressure that I needed to have in my air shock, which that, you know, having, having to run so much air pressure in an air shock limit kind of, at least to me, it felt like it kind of limited how much the other settings on the shock really had an effect on the
0: bike but then See, when I'm the seven, forget it kind of guy. So like I, I pump my fucking, my, my, my rear shock up to like 300 PSI and I'm fucking, I just ride it until like six months from then, whenever I'm like, Oh, that sounds fucked up. And then I put the pump on. I'm like, Oh, I'm at, I, I'm at fucking 200. No wonder it sounds <laughs> you know, like, so like for me, the biggest thing was every time that somebody talked to me about a coil was they said it wouldn't be as playful. And to me, like, we talked about this earlier. The Bronson is not very playful on its own. So I yeah. definitely don't want to like step that down any from where it's at, you know? Yeah. You, you don't
1: want to encourage a more dead field um, from, you know, because that is, that has always been kind of one of the, one of the Achilles, um, the, the Achilles heels of the, of that uh, VPP
0: suspension. See, the bike. thing is about that bike. And I, and I have to say this is like that bike stays to the ground. So yeah. like, it is hooking up all the fucking time. Yeah. It is it is doing its job very fucking well. Yeah. And I am not downing that by any means. I love the traction that I get out of that suspension. Love it. But yeah. I, I tell you, when I when I demoed the fucking the giant trance. And every little pebble I was in the air on, I had a good, good fucking time that day. I don't know if that was my daily rider, if I'd be that stoked about it, but that day it was fucking fun as hell. Yeah, you know? well,
1: see, that's that's why I know that that my next bike won't be a Santa Cruz um, because I want to get to. I think I want to explore some of these other single pivot bikes because, like you said, they're they're so playful when you when you get. And, and there's so many bikes out there that have that have, you know, single pivot designs. They may not look like they're single pivot, but there's a lot of single pivot bikes out there. And single pivot bikes are always, you know, a hundred times more playful than a than a VPP bike. And it, and it doesn't mean that they're going to be less efficient. I, I don't I don't think it just means that they have a different more of a playful characteristic to them. And, uh, that's, that's kind of why I I would go to a different kind of bike that had something that was more playful because it is, it's like a get or done kind of a bike for sure.
0: For me, I, I would give up the playful for a bike that really hooks up better. I mean, obviously that's why I'm riding the Bronson. Like I, I, at the end of the day, dude, I want that thing to stick when I want it to stick. And, um, I'm not as concerned about the, I can make it be playful if I want it to be and um that's the one thing that i would be afraid of with that playful bike whenever i rode it let's just say the trail that i was on that day had a lot of features that were fun to pop off of but if i was taking that through some like really gnarly chunk i don't know if i would have been as happy you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure for sure
1: what a so what bike did you have before your Bronson?
0: I had a 2005 or 2005 or six um, Cannondale Profit. So it was a single pivot bike. It had 144 millimeter lefty up front and um, whatever it was on the back. I think they they marketed it as like five and a half inches of travel. And uh, that, that bike was awesome. You know, it was a really good bike. Yeah. But you know nowadays shit has changed man so much shit has changed so it's definitely yeah. it's a whole new world yeah I don't know anybody I used to be a huge proponent and I still am of like buying a used bike I think that you can get a lot of bang for your buck if you're on a budget to get a used bike however if you have a bike that is 5 6 years old you can buy the same thing goes with like computers nowadays you can buy a bike that's like low end and still be miles away better than what you have on on the high end my my chameleon that i just bought has the nx shifting like drivetrain it's amazing it's been like it's been a great fucking like drivetrain wise blown away the brakes that came on it the SRAM level and I, I obviously have a or not obvious. Those of you guys that are new to the channel, I don't like SRAM brakes. The brakes blow donkey balls. They are getting actually changed tomorrow. But yeah. um, um the drivetrain, dude, stram like that NX drivetrain is cheap, but it's good. It nice. does what it does. When I push the button, the the gears change smoothly. Nice. You know.
1: Nice. So now, have you have you, have you favored SRAM drive, uh, Shimano drive trains
0: over SRAM drive trains, or, or do you have any preference? In the past, I always bought Shimano because it was just like what I liked, mm-hmm. and and um, once I bought the Bronson, it had SRAM on it. That's when the Eagle came out and stuff like that. And once I started riding SRAM drivetrain, their drivetrain is way better. Is it way better? Without a doubt, their drivetrain is way better. I, I gotta. I got to say, so I, for the past, um,
1: probably for the past year and a half, maybe two years. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Two two years, two or three years now. I've been on um, Shimano drivetrain. And, really? And I, I got to say that, that um, my next drivetrain will
0: probably be, probably be SRAM for that same I'll reason. This, dude, Shimano, when it, it, it changes gears, it's like kunk. Yeah. Kunk, yeah. Kunk. Like it gets in there. It does the job. But when you change gears on a SRAM drivetrain, you're like, did I just change the gear? Did, did yeah. it change? like it is smooth. It is so, like butter.
1: So when I was running when I was running a SRAM drivetrain on my Bronson, at that time I was running Shimano XT um, brakes. And Shimano and SRAM have done such a marvelous job of making sure that nobody's shifter fits with the other guy's brake
0: or vice versa and so, so let me I, tell you there's a company out there they're called uh problem solvers yeah yeah and you can hook up a shimano brake to a sram drivetrain with them yep that's so the way to for it running on the bronson until just recently i have um i have uh god damn i have saints on the bronson and i have the the, the sram shifter and i use those problem solvers they're really cheap and yeah. and it all integrates into like one collar or whatever you want to call it. Um, they're great, but yeah. brake wise, dude, brake wise, Shimano has the brake market down, dude. Yeah, down, yeah, path, dude. Yeah, good like brakes. If you have some brakes and you're like, man, I want these to be better. You want to know, know how to upgrade them? Get Shimano.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I I I don't want to hate on anybody, but but man, I I just haven't heard. I just literally have not heard a single person say that they that they've enjoyed the SRAM brakes, which sucks. Because
0: usually, when people talk about SRAM brakes and like them, they say that they like the modulation. Yeah, and me and Alex Chamberlain, you guys, I don't know if you guys follow him on YouTube. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's a, a pro writer as well. Um, we always we have this internal joke that modulation means shitty. So like yeah. like it's a marketing way of saying your brakes are good. But no, modulation means, like, and, and some people don't like like Shimano because, like, Shimano is off or on. And yeah. to me, though, I'm a big fucking dude. I want to pull the brakes. I want those fuckers to work quick. Yeah. I don't want to fucking pull that shit down to the, the handlebars. I want to be like, it's either off or on, and I will, my, my brain will figure out how to modulate that. I don't want the brake to be modulating. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, right. I'm going to wrap this up, dude. We're, we're like over two hours right now. I'm going oh, to wrap this up with one question. Okay. Tomorrow, when you – is it tomorrow? It's not tomorrow. Two days from now, okay. when it's Christmas morning and you wake up and there's one box under the tree that makes you happy, what would be in it?
1: Oh, my God. Rob, you keep throwing these on me. This is something that I should be able to answer. And now I'm having to think think on it. Um.
0: I'm gonna let you stress. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bail you out this time.
1: I know, right? No, I'm 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 gonna sit out here and I'll figure this thing out. Um, if, if we're if we're dealing with any any possible
0: scenario, the box would be huge. Whether it's a bike, whether it's a fucking part, whether it's a stripper, whatever it yeah. is, what's in right. that box?
1: I, I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's a big box. And when I open this box, it is new bike. It might be one of the, another bike I forgot to
0: talk about. If we're talk, if we if we're just be, dude, don't be don't be my be in me. Don't be don't be <laughs> options. would that box. What is in that box?
1: In that box would be that new that new uh, long travel bike from Pole. Um, those guys that make those crazy looking aluminum bikes. It'd oh. be that bike, and then taped to the handlebars would be like round trip tickets to New Zealand for like me and all my buddies. Uh, I think that's what it would be. Beautiful.
0: What about, what about you, man? For me, under the tree tomorrow. Honestly, if that box that had the the battery sticker on it was the uh, Osmo from DJI, honestly, that would make my fucking day, dude. Nice. Man. I would be giddy as fuck. You would be seeing some shit about it tomorrow or whatever day that it is, two days from now. See, I'm fucked up because I got a little split family going on. I had a divorce, so I'm doing Christmas on Christmas Eve. So for me, tomorrow is Christmas. Or, oh, yeah.
1: We're, I'm familiar with that. The, the, the three Thanksgivings, right, right? the four and a
0: half Christmases, and then there's a birthday in there. The thing do- that sucks is whenever I do Christmas Eve at my house, that means Christmas Day. I get up and I'm like, "Oh, all right, let's do something." And now everything's fucking closed. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, <laughs> for all of you guys with your happy families. Fuck you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm looking for something to do on Christmas Day, and I'm like, "Oh, son of a bitch." No, So, anyway, dude. so that that with that DJI dude the, the number one that I started out with the Osmo would be the one that that really like like made me made me excited. Hopefully, hopefully hopefully the lady didn't hear me talking about the hero seven earlier this year and bought that because I will honestly be like depressed if she bought me the hero seven. instead. <laughs> um,
1: no, I,
0: I don't know if I have a beard connection
1: with Santa, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to send vibes your way that, that you have the, uh, the Osmo to, on Tuesday. Oh,
0: I to send me Osmo. I was like, wait a minute. I thought we were, <laughs> gonna, thought we were having a moment, dude. Right. <laughs> So, hey, let's wrap this up, man. Um, First of all, if you guys are enjoying anything that you saw tonight, if you laughed once, if you laughed twice, if you even thought about laughing, please hit the fucking thumbs up button. If you're not subscribing, if you're one of those people that's just like, listen to this shit, holy shit, there's only 28 likes and 46 people. There's 46 people that should be hitting the thumbs up button right now. Um, hit that button. If you're a person that hasn't (laughs) subscribed, definitely hit the subscribe button. If you listen to this as a podcast, please stop by whatever means that you watch this podcast on and leave a review. Anything less than five stars, unless they only have four stars, is not acceptable. (laughs) Um, Outside of that, I really need to see my Instagram get over 2,000 followers. So if you go to at Biker B1, so B1, K-E-R-B-1. Or, or you go over to Sean's Instagram. Sean, what's your Instagram? Uh, horns High MTB. That is a lot to spell. So if you can do Horns High MTB, you can follow him as well. That would be great. I You can do that on Instagram or Facebook for me. Is your Facebook the same? Yeah, yeah. Facebook's the same for him? Definitely, dude. The social media presence helps a lot. I want to tell you guys, if you like this hat that I've been wearing tonight, there it is, a little biker hat. You can stop by the, the biker shop on at biker.com, B1KER.com, and pick one up, or you can get a shirt, not the one that I'm wearing, but there's some fun ones on there. I put a couple new designs up there this last week or so. Please stop by and do that. Earlier, like I said, 250 subscribers or followers or suckers, whatever you want to call them on Patreon. (laughs) If you guys want to stop by Patreon, it's a buck a month. You get the access to my coupons. There's 25% off a bunch of companies, 20% off companies, 15%, 10% off. There's money to be saved for a buck a month. Or you could throw out five bucks a month, buy me one beer a month, buy me one beer a month, and that would make me very happy. And you get a sticker pack and you get extra content. That would be awesome at patreon.com slash biker or biker dot or patreon.biker.com. There's a lot of ways that you can get there. I'm sure you guys can figure this out. You're all fucking adults. I really appreciate you, Sean, fucking hanging out with me tonight, having a good time. I appreciate everybody that's been on the stream tonight. I appreciate everybody that's listening while you're sitting in your commuting work or your commuting traffic, going to work on the day after Christmas. The day after that, if you're listening to this six months from now, this list still applies by all that shit. It doesn't matter if you, and remember those ride concepts, guys, if you hit them up, tell them Biker sent you, Because I really want them to know. Um, I sent them like six emails and they never answered me. So I just want them to hear the Biker Camp come live. Um, thank you very much, Sean, for being on tonight, dude. I appreciate it. It was super fun, dude, hanging out with you again. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Thanks Even for having you me. Nothing on your list. I'm down with that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> <Everybody>, <laughs> hey, do you have a do you have a sign off that you do on your channel?
1: Uh, I do have I, I have a sign off that I uh, that I I they're just kind of words that I live by. And let's keep your horns high and your worries low. Oh, that's nice.
0: Just live right. life. And for us us bikers, us bitches, us us chipmunks, whatever you want to call yourselves. Remember one thing, it only takes a bike to be a biker, get out and be one.